Greetings, my friends, from the Science of Mind Spiritual Center, a global community in unity. Thank you so much for choosing to join me on this beautiful day. Yet another extraordinary day, one that's yours to create in any way you so choose. So let's all fill our hearts and our minds with all the love and goodness that we can imagine and let the spirit of joy and happiness, gratitude and compassion just pour out of us onto the world as we fulfill our center's mission, making the world a better place, spirit to spirit. And if you would like information about our center, please go to our website at www.somspiritualcenterla.org. You can enjoy listening to the meditations and talks online or on our podcast. Look around, see what interests you. And I do have some information. The next seven-week course of classes will begin on May 24th. There will be no class May 10th or May 17th. Treat Yourself to Life by Raymond Charles Barker will serve as our textbook. I'll use Ernest Holmes' words from our textbook on page 399 to explain the difference between spiritual mind treatment and prayer. And here's how he explains it. When we treat, we don't wish, we know. We don't dream, we state. We don't hope, we accept. We don't pray in the sense that we don't ask or plead, and those are my words. We announce. We do not expect something is going to happen. We believe that it has already happened. And spiritual mind treatment is the most powerful tool we have in our teaching. It changes everything. If you would like to learn to use a tool that causes change to occur naturally, this class is definitely for you. There's no required fee to take the class. We ask that you give a meaningful love offering for the value received. And if this message inspires you and is making a positive difference in your life, please consider donating to our center. You may give any time and any amount. Some prefer to do it automatically, weekly, monthly. That's up to the individual. But each and every donation is deeply appreciated. Remember, when you give from the heart, with an abundance of heartfelt gratitude, you are confirming that you're in the divine flow. And why do we talk about consistent giving as well as meaningful giving? Because consistent and meaningful giving are important to you. Because when you give consistently, you get back consistently. But especially when you give to where you're spiritually nurtured, it always comes back to you multiplied abundantly in so many ways. It's also important to us, our center, because your giving helps support the expansion of this global spiritual center. And it allows others to expand and to prosper through the many organizations that we support. You may make a donation with a credit card through PayPal from our website. Again, www.somspiritualcenterla.org or from the weekly email blast we send or by mail. And our mailing address is 14431 Ventura Boulevard, number 586 Sherman Oaks, California, 91423. 
I want to thank you all for being an active part of our global spiritual family. Your individual participation and contributions make a difference to many, far and wide, and in so many wonderful ways. And here is one of those ways. In recognition of National Animal Advocacy Day, which is celebrated on April 30th of every year to honor all animal advocates who work to save animals from abuse, exploitation, and cruelty. This week, we're donating to the American Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, which has been tirelessly advocating for animals since 1866. So I thank you in advance for partnering with us in advocating for animals. If the spirit moves you, I would love to hear from you. Email me. Let me know where you're listening from. Let me know what's going on in your life. My email address is faithfilled2 at aol.com. And now, if you will relax and join me in the opening treatment. We are one with the one mind, the one power, and the one presence. This mind, power and presence being the mind of God, infinite good, is established in absolute clarity and there's no difference between the God mind and our mind. It is the God mind in each of us that thinks and speaks. It is our true nature. We are fully present, living in the kingdom of awareness, open and receptive to truth. The power of divine wisdom is guiding us and reveals to us that which we need to know, and it directs everything we do. Grateful for this truth and the power of it, we let it be so. And as we accept the power of these profound words as the absolute truth, I want you to always know, always remember, there's a power within you. It can lift your life to its highest level. It can change illness into health. It can bring success out of failure and victory out of defeat. It can bring companionship and happiness out of loneliness. It will respond to you. It is the power within you. And so it is. Well, my friends, today concludes our April theme, You're Closer Than You Think. Today's topic releasing a fear of flying mindset. Sometimes we're frightened by the possibility of growing beyond our current state of consciousness into that which represents the unknown. We convince ourselves that this equals flying by the seat of our pants, which I don't recommend. I feel that's unwise. But this is excuse-making so that we may continue to fly within the safety zone, the predictable, the controllable territory. Today, let's rewrite this mental script and really lose our fear of flying into greater heights. This month has been all about transforming. To transform is to become something or someone that has heretofore not existed. As a reminder, 
spiritually we know that there's nothing to transform into, nothing to become, because we already are divine. We already are perfect expressions of God. Transformation is the process of becoming that which you really already are. And as we've discussed all month, this process of transformation involves four stages which occur in an ever-ascending spiral. We live in an ever-ascending spiral of consciousness and experience because there's really no endings, only beginnings. Let's review those four stages of spiraling. Stage one is dissolving and can be the most painful part if we hang on to that which has dissolved. Stage two is imagining the call of the divine within us to live our lives at a higher level of expression. Stage three, reforming. The internal changes that are required if the higher level of expression is to be expressed. Now, if we get stuck here, if we're afraid to make the necessary shifts, remember what we said last week. We either evolve or devolve. Or we could call this phase as shift happens, which takes us to stage four, today's stage, that stage of flying. And sometimes it can feel as though one of these stages runs into the other or they do a switch up. To set the stage for this stage today, I have a parable for you, and it's the parable of the water beetle. Once in a little pond in the muddy water under the lily pads, there lived a little community of water beetles. They lived a simple and comfortable life in the pond with few disturbances and interruptions. Once in a while, sadness would come to the community when one of their fellow beetles would climb the stem of a lily pad, never to be seen again. They knew that when this happened, their friend was dead, gone forever. And then one day, one little water beetle felt an irresistible urge to climb up the stem. However, he was determined that he would not leave forever, that he would come back and tell his friends what he found at the top. Well, when he reached the top and he climbed out of the water onto the surface of the lily pad, he was so tired and the sun was so warm that he decided he was just going to take a nap. And as he slept, his body transformed. When he woke up, he was no longer a water beetle, but instead a beautiful blue-tailed dragonfly with broad wings and a slender body designed for flying. So fly he did. As he soared high, he saw the beauty of a whole new world and a far superior way of life to what he had ever known even existed. And then he remembered his water beetle friends and how they were thinking by now that he must be dead. And he wanted to go back to them and explain to them that he was more alive than he'd ever been before. His life had been fulfilled rather than ended. But his new body would not go down into the water. He couldn't get back to tell his friends the good news 
and then he understood that their time would come when they too would know what he now knew. So he raised his wings and he flew off into his joyous new life. Dragonflies symbolize change. They can fly across water, representing an act out of going beyond what's on the surface and looking into the deeper implications and aspects of life. Now we have an advantage over the dragonfly. We can come back and share with our friends about our journey. Sometimes they don't want to hear from us, right? Which is why having a spiritual community with like-minded people who will celebrate with us when we fly is such a terrific and powerful thing for both parties. When you share your demonstrations with me, they become my demonstrations. I love to hear about them, the experiences that you went through, and all that goes with the process. Sometimes the bigger the challenge, the greater our flight, and greater inspiration you are. When you're lifted up, you lift others up, which is why we say never be jealous of a friend, a family member, anyone who experiences flying in their lives, but use it as inspiration for your own life. I know most of you did your homework this week, which was to repeat good and more good at least a hundred times a day or as often as you could. I can feel the good oozing everywhere. And all of you are ready to soar, ready to fly. Oh, but first I have a joke. Oh, so it's about two caterpillars. And they were crawling across the grass when a butterfly flew over them. They looked up and one nudged the other and said, you couldn't get me up in one of those things for a million dollars. So perhaps the fear of flying becomes an excuse for us not to soar. As Marianne Williamson wrote in her book, A Return to Love, about our deepest fear, which has, by the way, erroneously been attributed to Nelson Mandela from his inaugural speech. But here's what she said. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant and gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine, as children do. It is not just in some of us. It's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we're liberated from our fear, our presence automatically liberates others. So we each have in us the ability to fly, to soar, every single one of us. 
We each have the ability to explore fully the heights of our being, to discover what it might really mean to co-create with God, to use the law, deepening into an understanding of how our thoughts create our reality, to allow a spiritual awakening to take place in us. Also, an awakening to the power and the presence of God within us. We each have innately within us the desire to fully embody those beautiful lyrics in Use Me. Use me, O God. I stand for you. And here I'll abide as you show me all that I must do. I invite you to, yes, evoke from within you that which you really are. Allow the larger vision to emerge through you. We need to do this individually. We need to do this collectively as a spiritual community. Realize your essential purpose to explore fully the heights and the depths of your being and to discover what it really means to co-create with God. Not just to manipulate the possibilities of our lives or the goals, but to actually increase our possibilities through awareness, through changing our consciousness. That is transformation. And to begin to understand that we are really floating on the ocean of infinite potential. And we're here to soar as we create our life every moment of every day. Ernest Holmes, the founder of Science of Mind, author of The Science of Mind, tells us anything you can dream of is not too great for you to undertake. You exist in limitless opportunities which are forever seeking expression through you. Forever seeking expression through you. Say yes to that which is the greater unfolding in your heart, your life, and your world. And the beautiful words from the great Sufi mystic Rumi will serve today as our closing treatment. You were born with potential. You were born with goodness and truth. You were born with ideals and dreams. You were born with greatness. You were born with wings. You're not meant for crawling, so don't. You have wings, learn to use them and fly. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever you are, God is. All is well, and so it is. And now you go forth as messengers of loving kindness, using your wings to soar high and to inspire others and make known this truth so your life continues to increase in value 
by simply sharing the value with someone else. Until next time, stay safe, be well, be kind, especially to yourself. Namaste.